0: Welcome everybody, filibuster freestyle. It's your buddy Gavin. We haven't done a freestyle besides an F1 feast in a bit. The last time we did do something besides an F1 feast, I believe we were talking to Marky Sal from Pops Catch Designs about the Boston Celtics. And we are here again to do that. Last night, Boston Celtics lost in game seven at home to the Miami Heat. The Heat move on will face the Denver Nuggets in the 2023. NBA Finals. The Celtics were down 3-0. They marched all the way back to 3-3 and everybody was hoping they would get it done in terms of everybody who wanted to see history because an NBA team had never come back from 3-0 before in the playoffs. Everybody in Boston certainly wanted to see it and of course any Heat fans or any people who didn't want to see history were going the other way and rooting for the Heat. Regardless, we're going to bring in Marky Sal. Before we do, we might as well talk about Marky Sal's incredible Etsy store slash pop culture swag gear art producing phenomenon known as pop sketch designs. Follow them at pop sketch designs on Instagram or go to etsy.com slash shop slash pop sketch designs. And here's why. If you're listening to this, I know two things about you because it's just common sense. You hate paying for shipping and handling those fees are ridiculous. And with Pop Sketch Designs, there is no shipping, there is no handling. It is free shipping 24 7, 365, 366 on Leap Year, baby. So anything you get from Pop Sketch Designs is going to be free shipping. Number two, you want to buy a t shirt. You want to do it off an Etsy store. You want to do it off the internet. If you want to do it that way because it's more convenient than going to a store, you want to make sure the people who are producing the t-shirt aren't giving you a crap t-shirt. Pop Sketch Designs uses these soft quality t-shirts that you get. And when you get it, you're like, and this, it's not just Pop Sketch Designs who does this, but they're the kind of t-shirts that you turn around and look at the label and say, oh, okay, this company makes a good soft t-shirt that's comfortable to wear, that holds up after a number of washes and dries, etc." I'm not going to name the company that makes those shirts because they're not paying me to do it. But Pop Sketch Designs only sources the right materials, so you're getting free shipping, you're getting great soft t-shirt quality, and you're getting iconic designs, sports, movies, music, pop culture. Hence the name Pop Sketch Designs. So give them a follow at Pop Sketch Designs, or again that Etsy store, Etsy.com/shop/popsketchdesigns. And the guy who's going to come on after the theme song, Marky Sal, he is at least. 50% of the brains behind the operation. Some would say he and Braden, his son, who he works with, are probably 99.9% of the operation. The other 0.1%, 0.01% is the rest of the people involved with Pop Sketch Designs. So give him a follow on Instagram, at Pop Sketch Designs. Mark Sal talking Celtics. End of season blues, but also maybe a little bit of look to the future, maybe some predictions on the NBA Finals between the Heat and the Nuggets. That's all coming up next. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster Watch freestyle. out for the filibuster. Filibuster. Freestyle. Filibuster mm-hmm. freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Mm-hmm. Filibuster freestyle. Mm-hmm. freestyle. Mm-hmm. Alright, folks, theme song in the books, as promised. Marky Sal joins us. Marky, um, when last we talked, the Celtics were up two to one against the Philadelphia 76ers. They made it interesting against the Sixers, but found a way in seven games. They made it incredibly interesting against the Celtics, uh, sorry, the Heat, uh, by virtue of going down three nothing and finding a way to get to a game seven. They were the first team to do that. They'd be at home to try to win the game seven. They did not. Um, so a lot's happened since we last talked about the Celtics. How are you doing after last night? To start.
1: I'm, I'm doing I'm doing great. I mean, uh, the, the way that I look at it is, you know, uh, th- there's a lot of good players in the NBA, right? And it's like I'm rooting for the Celtics, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and I-, I wish they made it further, but listen, it's hard. And, the, you know, you got the Joker and Jimmy Butler left. Like, everybody else is gone. So it's like we're yep. the third best team in the NBA this year. And uh, and I think the future is bright, so I'm, I'm, I'm good.
0: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I think I, I, I caught – by the way, you've got some guests in the studio today. So uh, to the folks listening, Marky, Marky's paying me back for last time. But Charlotte might join us too, so you never know. Um, but speaking of guests, this guy didn't factor in the series, but I saw a quote from Giannis last night where, I mean – Giannis said, you know, the season's not a failure. Like, this is sports, you know. One team gets to go home happy. Uh, some years you win, some years you lose, and you always use difficult times to get better. I think the Celtics were playing with house money. Honestly, even to get to game six, and then to win game six was incredible. Um, <clears throat> game six was a little bit of a microcosm of the series, which is if you give the Heat a chance to steal a game, they're going to steal a game. Um But the Celtics also won that game because they are the more talented team and they never give up. And I think two out of three ain't bad. Um, The Heat are a terrible matchup for the Celtics from an execution standpoint. But if the Celtics hadn't dug the deepest of deep holes, I kind of feel like they would have come out on top again this year, like they did last year. So I feel like they they gave us everything they had in terms of heart. Uh, They proved they have the talent. And they just got to get a little bit better at not giving teams hope or giving teams breaks, but their best player is 25 years old. And when you think about the best players on the best teams who win NBA titles, they typically don't do it sub 25 years old.
1: Yeah, absolutely. agree with all that. And, and the inconsistency is something that needs to be, that needs to be, uh, you know, fixed and, and, you know, they shouldn't have to have their backs against the walls in order to start playing Celtics basketball. And right. seems like the past, like two seasons, that's kind of been how they, how they operated. So, you know, they, I think they, they got to learn and grow from that. Um, I think that, they, you know, they have the pieces to do it. And like you said,
0: you know, we've been saying that they're young for a long time, but that's because they started super young, right? Yeah, they were like teenagers, so, 20 year old And so
1: you have, like, this core group of guys that's, you know, like between, like, you know, 27 and 24 that are, you know, they're, they're still all of them heading towards their time, you know? So
0: Yeah, and the other interesting thing is, you know, people wanted to take their shots, and I probably did myself, at Joe Missoula being such an underqualified playoff basketball coach, considering last year he was like the fourth guy in the staff. But not his fault that Eme got fired. Not his fault that Will Hardy got hired by the Jazz. Not his fault that Damon Stoudemire took a college head job in the middle of the season. Um, and... Not his fault that Eric Spoelstra is like arguably the best coach in the NBA right now, um, you know. But I will say that he seems to have learned a bit over the course of the last whatever it was. Like they played 20 playoff games this year. Yeah, they played 20. They were 11 and nine. So he has a winning playoff record after 20 playoff games. And frankly, Brad Stevens and it's kind of where the team was when Brad took over. Brad started like one and eight in his play, in playoffs because the team was just like so not ready for playoff success and so obviously missoula inherited a much better team than that but like it is i feel like he learned a lot i feel like he's probably gonna get to come back and honestly he's probably gonna be a way better version of himself next year because the scope of growth is so high for a first year head coach period let alone a guy who wasn't planning on doing it until like four days before the season started
1: and I'm so glad you you brought that up because that is something that during this playoff run has been kind of eating at me. Uh, you know, against the Heat is is that I kind of call it a lazy media narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Spoelstra better than than Missoula, and I, and honestly, I do agree with that. I agree that that. Alex Foster has proven himself to be a great coach, right? Yeah. Missoula has yet to do so, or and and so, but but I think that the more important story there is the Miami Heat culture as an organization, right? Because we're talking about a team that came in, they beat Giannis, um, they 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 had this extended period of of excellence. They they have this this record now. Of taking these, I mean, I don't want to hear undrafted player ever again, but it is true where they've taken these undrafted players and kind of gotten some some really quality uh, performances out of them. And from from everything that you hear, is that like you know the Heat take these players and, and make them feel like each one of them is Michael Jordan, just like you know. In the process of being developed, and they're willing to get behind them and develop these players. For me, that's a that's a lesson that I hope lots of organizations take from the Miami Heat not just not just basketball or sports. Right? You know, if you're if you're gonna take people in your organization, you're gonna treat them fairly and make them feel like you know they're wanted, and you want to develop them man, sky's the limit. That's the kind of company it, or organization anybody wants to be connected to. So I, I, I'd say hats off to Miami Heat. Um, and, and I will say if Brad Stevens gets on the hot seat at any point in the next year or two, my first choice is Alonzo morning because I think that I want that Heat culture coming coming to Boston. And, and I'll take anybody on the ladder um, in, in the Heat organization kinda, that can... You know, bring us some of that, and I think that the Celtics are trying for that. Uh, I'm not saying that they're not, but I just think that um, Miami right now is—it's just a top-notch organization.
0: Correct. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I don't like it that that that's the case. But they are run very, very well. They do try to find diamonds in the rough. They do find people who just want to play basketball and get better. They have a chip on their shoulder, but also don't have the ego to get in the way of their own success. And you know they know who they are; they know who they want to be, and it's working. And so, to your point, the good news is every organization could actually quote copy them and like take away that advantage. Um, but so, if you want to, or so if you have the stomach for it, but the Heat do, and you got to tip your cap. They're in their third second, Sorry, their second finals in four years. They made the bubble finals, but, you know, the Celtics are similar in that they've, they've got guys they can build around and they've brought some continuity. They've made the final four more years than not in the last six or seven years since Tatum's been in the league. And if you're in the final four, You've given yourselves a puncher's chance, which I think at the end of the day, and I know the salary cap and the CBA are all going to change in the next year or so here, but like under the current CBA and the current salary cap, if you can make the Final Four and you have a shot, you're doing pretty well. And if you lose your coach who helped turn your franchise around defensively, again, like literally two weeks before the season starts, and have to go with a guy who was in the second row a year ago, and everybody gets to a point where you're one game away from the NBA finals again, I think it's – let's be real here. Like if Giannis hadn't gotten hurt, none of this probably happens anyway for the Heat because right. the, yep. the, the Knicks are the antithesis of the Heat. They are a friggin' joke in terms of they're finally maybe getting some semblance of professionalism top to bottom in their organization besides their dumb owner, but as long as they have that owner – or until they can prove they can overcome that owner, the Knicks are a joke. And so, of course the Heat were going to destroy the Knicks. Um, and the Celts, yeah, the Celts were behind the eight ball because the Celts didn't put away the Hawks and didn't put away the Sixers the way they could have, and that's okay. And then the Heat were able to take advantage of it and get to a 3-0 lead, which was, in the history of NBA basketball, insurmountable in the playoffs. So, You can't be mad about it. Um, You can only say, if only there'd be a little bit more execution at the beginning of the series, did you not need to win fourth straight to get get through. But let's talk about this before we get back to the Celtics. You got the Heat going up against a very talented Nuggets team, a Nuggets team that's been on the shelf for a week. Um, I think the only reason the Heat have a chance to win a game or two here is because the Nuggets have been on the shelf for a week. You'd think counterintuitively, oh, the team that's rested will be st- fresh, but I felt like the Nuggets were playing such great basketball. This actually maybe plays into the Heat's hands to steal one early, which has been their MO in every series this year. Um, but I think if they don't steal one in Denver, which, by the way, no one's won in Denver yet, and Denver's just not rusty enough to blow it, I don't see the Heat getting out of here in less than, I don't see the Heat getting out of here in five even. But if they win one in Denver, I could see it being a 6-7 game series. What do you think about that?
1: Okay, so uh, i am just going to be straight up Hundred percent honesty with you, I haven't watched uh, a full Denver Nuggets game. I haven't paid that much attention to them, right? I, I know that that the Joker is an amazing player, but I, I don't know that much about them yeah. um, to really make a, a really like educated guess there or comment on it. But but what I will say is that um, you know I, I, nothing. I would I wouldn't count out. The Miami Heat, right? Because just like okay, so I thought that this 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 season, this series was going to be all right. So, if any way that they were going to get past the Celtics, it was going to be all Jimmy Butler. If it was going to be Jimmy Butler, maybe it was going to be Bam Adebayo. I did not think that it was going to be Caleb Martin who. Could not miss. Sure. Right? So if this if this is if this is like um, you know the, the birth of the Caleb Martin coming becoming a superstar, you know if that storyline is the same as not the same as, but like similar to when Tom Brady came, you know, and in, in, in started dominating. Yep. It, it could be something similar like that. So I just can't count that out because I've never seen a player big of a jump before.
0: That's a good point. Now, if, if he's really making a leap and it wasn't just a matchup related thing, then Miami is a much stronger team than they appear to be on paper when they started the playoffs. No question. If you become a superstar during a playoff run and it sticks, the match is great timing. <laughs> you know, like you can't Ooh, beat man. Wow, what a story. But I would say this about the Nuggets. I think if the Nuggets don't win both to start the series, this thing will probably go 7. I think if the Nuggets win both games at home, it just gets to a point where it's like they've yet to lose at home in the playoffs. And so it's going to probably be fairly academic that Denver will just mathematically get more games at home. And the NBA no longer has a home court advantage thing. I mean, as evidence of the series, right? I think the Celtics won one of four at home and then won two of three on the road against the Heat, um, which is pathetic by both teams at home. But but the the thing about Denver is it's literally a mile higher than every other city, right? And it's yeah, yeah. literally really hard to breathe there. And so, uh, the team that just played a seven game series—lucky for them—they had a laugh for kind of in the fourth quarter of Game Seven. They got to fly a mile high now, and they got to play a team that is rested. And again, if they get one, hats off to them. I think it'll be a seven game series. But if they don't, I think it's, I think the Nuggies are out of here in five.
1: Uh, well, you know, I guess another thing is—is—is is, is, uh, I'm happy for small market teams, right? Like, Absolutely. The, for the Nuggets to be to be in the finals, I think that I think that that's great, and I'm excited to see what comes with this series. Just because I, you know, NBA basketball is just it's just amazing. Like, I love it.
0: Well, I think that yeah, that a lot of casuals are going to get exposed to certainly Jokic and. You know, I hear all these comps of he's like Shaq and Larry Bird and magic, you know, as one dude, which that's scary as hell, right? Like, shoots it like Bird, distributes like magic the size of Shaq. Like, that's a problem. That's a problem. It's like he's like a monster from the 93 Michael Jordan classic, hooped. What was it called? Hoop Jam? Jam Session? I don't know. Shoot. Oh, was that movie Space called? Jam. Space, Jam. Space Jam. Space Jam. I was going to call it Hoop Dream. I'm like, Hoop Dream's the documentary, dude. No. <laughs> I,
1: think, I think we have our next t-shirt design, by the way. Um, Jokic is a monster. I think that's pretty
0: awesome. Oh, Pops Catch Designs. We just did it, baby. I love it. Let's do it. This is a public brainstorm session, guys, and you're a part of it, but Marky and I reserve the right to copyright that. Thank you. Um, you welcome. <laughs> so... But anyway, I'm excited for the for the general sporting public and and the casuals to get a, a, just a look at a guy who's very unique. I do love that now the Heat have moved on. You know, I love that they're a, a group that is bigger than the sum of their parts. You know, they're greater than the sum of their parts. Uh, or sorry, the sum of their parts is better than the individuals. Really struggling today, being at home with the daddy daycare. By the way, uh, on the point making, but. Um, You know, how good is Jimmy? Like, if Jimmy pulls this off, I think he's, like, rarefied air in terms of all-time single-season playoff greatness, right? I mean, he'll have taken out two number one seeds as well as a two seed and the New York Knickerbockers, like, as an eight seed, despite losing to the Hawks, maybe on purpose, in a play-in game to start the playoffs. So I think that the the storylines are here and that – Jimmy's a huge star. The Nuggets play fun basketball. And honestly, Denver's a great city. Denver's a great city to visit. Denver's a great sports city. Um, You know, the Mountain mountain Time Zone doesn't get a lot of love from the media. So if the Celtics can't be in it, I'm still very interested in watching this finals, which is good for the NBA. Uh, Hey, you mentioned this, too, before I want to get into some more Celtics stuff, but it actually will play into it a little bit. So they're making all these changes to the salary cap. And it's going to be a lot more heavy penalties for being in the luxury tax, uh, I believe, starting, if not next year, the year after. Um, here's my hot take on that. They're making it harder to retain your stars because they're going to expand to more teams. What do you think about that?
1: I, yeah, I think I, that sounds that sounds like the strategic uh, thinking. Um, I, I don't know, I, you know when it starts to get into, like, the the numbers stuff and the salary cap stuff, you kind of lose me a little bit because I'm not a numbers guy per se. Um, but what I will say is that there is, um, there is a, a lot of talent in this league and it's a very popular league. I don't see any reason not to grow it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm for expansion teams, you know, if they, if, they,
0: well, if they want to do that, I'd love it. Yeah, I mean, think about, think about, a couple of things here. Number one, you mentioned it with the Heat. Like the strategy is to find unsigned guys. Well, why are there unsigned guys that can be superstars? Because the talent there's there's more great players than there are teams, right? Like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Number two, why would NBA stars agree to a salary cap, which makes it harder to have more than one ultra max guy on a team? When right now you can easily have two. If if not for, there's going to be. There's 15 jobs per team, another 30 jobs in the league, right? And if there's another 30 jobs in the league, that means there's like another 60 Supermax deals to be had um, out there. So you're not actually taking away Supermaxes. You're just spreading out who has a quote team and a Supermax. Now, it becomes harder to win the NBA championship if there are, you know, more Supermaxes on more teams, which means less ability to consolidate talent under the current system. But I do believe the sport is continuing to expand globally, and there's just, it warrants there being two more teams. And of course, we're hearing that Seattle will get their beloved Sonics back. Hopefully, they do. And I think we're hearing that Vegas will get a team, which, you know, Vegas has a very successful hockey team. They've got the Raiders, they've got the Las Vegas Aces WNBA team it just seems like Vegas is they're going to go out West, which makes sense from a, most of the teams are in the East anyway. They're going to add two more Western teams. They're going to make Seattle right. You know, they're going to do Seattle, you know, they're going to write the wrong to set, so to speak. And, And I think that, that they're, they're showing us the breadcrumbs of they're preparing financially for more jobs, but less super maxes per team without having to then sign a bunch of guys who get nothing. And that to me spells in the next five years or less, we're going to have two more teams. So, all of that to be said, you've got a second team All NBAer in Jalen Brown who is going to be eligible to make like 30 million bucks a year. Um, clearly, Tato, as a first team All NBAer, is a guy that's going to be in that same boat. Are you still full speed ahead on don't break these guys up no matter what for this foreseeable future?
1: Celtics should do everything in their power to keep Jalen Brown for yep. sure now if he decided to leave or if for some reason that didn't work out and and there were a change you know I, I guess I'm not super super upset either like I love Jalen Brown I, I, I really like you know his game I like the the, um, you know, his swagger. I like his intelligence. I like the way he, you know, he's he, he's very thoughtful. There's a lot to like about Jalen Brown. The one thing that I that has been a little bit tough for me is seeing both him and Tatum being kind of shrinky at the same time. And it's like one of them's having turnovers. The other one's like, oh, let me get on that turnover game too. It sounds fun. And so, <laughs> like, that, I guess, I guess, like, that's. That would be my one thing that I'd be, that I'd say. You know, that tweet might not be bad if you had somebody who was like a, a little bit um, different there. But I also think that you know you leave you leave this these guys in place. You leave um, Missoula there. You, you retain you keep Robert Williams. You know you keep Derek White for sure. Yep. Um, You build around that core, and and I I still think that you got a championship team. I think every year you're in that fight. So uh, I don't think you can get, you know, I guess my point is, is, like, show me who you're going to trade Jalen Brown for or who you're going to replace Jalen Brown with, and and I'd say maybe, you know, maybe Dane Lillard. But, like, other than that, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I think to your point... I don't want to give – like, for instance, they were talking about the Kevin Durant for Jalen swap over the summer, last summer. I don't want to give up Jalen Brown and more pieces for a guy like Durant, despite how good Durant is, because I feel like I don't want the Celtics to be worse as a team just to get somebody who might be slightly more consistent than Jalen or slightly more, um, I don't know, multi multifaceted in terms of ball, dribbling and not being as streaky, et cetera. I think if you can go straight up for somebody who makes sense – and Jalen doesn't want to be here or Jalen's going to leave anyway at some point, then of course you do what you got to do. But I think you're close enough where, yeah, you maybe have to make some other moves. Like I think Brogdon, if he can ever stay healthy, you know, you bring him back, he's on a team-friendly deal. Gallinari, if he can come back and be a good player, is on a pretty team-friendly deal. We didn't even get him this year. You bring back Joe Maz, he's in the second year. Tatum should get better for the next year or two in terms of consistency and maturity. I think Brown still has the ability to get a little better too. I mean, I'm not saying Marcus Smart's name, and neither are you yet. Uh, I love the guy. I love the guy. I love the guy. I, I don't. I think he's he's been the trade piece for a long time. He's also been the heart and soul for a long time. I do think at some point you got to look yourself in the mirror with Marcus Smart and just say, "Is that the piece?" I, I don't know how you feel about that.
1: It, it, oh, man, I, I, it's, it, I can't believe you said that because it's like that, that. One of those like I've been having that guilty thought myself because you know. I love Marcus Smart to
0: yep. death. And yep.
1: you know, the first the, the the first jersey that I went out and got in a long time was a Marcus Smart jersey. That's how much I love him. Um, and I think during this during this, this this playoff run, you know, there were some times where he was the best player on the court for for pretty long stretches on both sides of the uh, of the ball for the yep. Celtics. Yep. Um but but, but is his skill set the best for what we need I, I don't know I, I honestly don't know
0: it, it, it's just a hard question yeah like you know where he there. would be you know where he would be amazing is if the Heat got rid of Lowry and added him they'd be like unstoppable you know like yes yes, yes. Um, he he needs where his skill set is and he's finally realized obviously that Tatum's better than he is and, and, and Jalen's better than he is and he's got to pick his spots but he has that that kind of that Jimmy Butler gene. Um, but he needs a guy like Jimmy Butler to be the guy on a team that's better than him so that it doesn't clash as much as it clashes still, right? Like it, and it doesn't clash because they don't get along. It doesn't clash because he's a bad teammate. It clashes because, to your point, the skill sets between the three of them are too damn similar right now. And the best guy is the youngest guy, who I still think has a couple of rungs of the ladder to climb in terms of just he's going to get better because he's going to get a little older and all these guys do He takes care of his body and Jason Tatum. I'm not saying I want him out of town, but if you can get somebody who is like the new Al Horford in terms of like 31 instead of 36 and he, can I get that guy for the same money and and maybe even a pick, you know, like something like that, you know? And I, again, I hate, I hate it. I hate it because I love the guy and it, it would be like, you know, if Paul Pierce hadn't have gotten one in Boston, um, he probably would have been gone at some point. And, you know, I feel like Marcus is that close. Like, I would love Marcus to get one in Boston, but, like, I feel like he might be a piece another team can use to get over the top two. Um, I, think,
1: I think if, if you – if I had to put any couple of players into that bucket, I yeah. would say – Al Horford because of age, right? Like, he's yep. just, he's not going to be there long-term, right? So, it, at this point, it's like, well, we'll see what happens with him. He still made some great plays during this run, like, you know, some huge defensive plays, whatever, but yep. Father time's not on on his side. I would say that both Marcus Smart and Grant Williams yes. are both on that kind of, like, um, huh, you know, we would love to keep them, but also we have to explore what we
0: could get for them? Yeah, and, that's, that's um, well. That's well said. You know, hot take on Al. By the way, I think Al should either start coaching or should get the Udonis Haslam role for the next five years that like the Heat have. Where Al's going to get to a point where he's making the veterans minimum, but he's get, he's making he's making NBA player money, which is nice. He's going to diminish his role in terms of on the court year by year, but not his role in the locker room and in practice. And, you know, he's been a Celtic now twice. He definitely found a home here. And unless he wants to be a member of the coaching staff sooner than that, I think you'd give Al, like, a 10-year contract to be basically done as Haslam starting, you know, slowly starting next year when he can still play. But Haslam is, is, is like, basically our age. You know, like, Haslam hasn't played a meaningful minute in, like, six years. But he's still a player, and they make it work. I can see Al taking that role. Give him way less money. Go find the guy we're just talking about. And I agree with you on Grant, and I agree with you – on Marcus. Uh, smart. You, you got to see what you can get. And if you can't get anything that you love for them, you bring them back. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You go to war with them. 100%. Yeah. You
0: don't trade either one of those guys for pennies in the dollar, but you know, um, so let's see. Do you, you, you admitted that you haven't watched a lot of nuggets basketball. Who do you have? Do you have a finals pick or you're not ready to really make one?
1: Um, yeah, no, I don't think I'll make one. I don't think I'll make one. I, I guess I, I would say that like um, I wouldn't count Miami
0: out. I yeah, I, don't, was, that I, do, I, 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 I definitely agree with that. I think if Miami can get one of the first two, game on, it's going to be a series. Um, I just don't think Miami has a home court, so if they don't take one of the first two, I feel like the Nuggets will find a way to make it 3-1 to one, um, with two more in the Rocky Mountains for themselves. But I think if Miami can get one of the first two— it's definitely going to be a series. And certainly if it's, if it's somehow tied 2-2 two to two, at the end of 4, we're going 7. Um, so I haven't done enough work on the draft. I've heard this one. Yama. Yama guy is amazing out of France. He's going to go to the Spurs. That'll be interesting to have the Spurs and Popovich with another generational superstar big. Um, unbelievable. Three times now in the last 25, 30 years. Um, but NBA basketball is great. It's, I'm sorry to see the Celtics couldn't pull it off. I love that they showed a backbone. I love that they showed a backbone, um, because it would honestly, be such
1: a different off season yes. if they had got swept. Correct. Like, like, like I feel like this summer, you know, give me a couple of weeks and I'll be, you know, rocking my Jalen Brown handcuff. But like, if they if they had got swept, I don't know.
0: You know. Yeah, I think it, I think the good news is we know who they are they are a very much a cardiac arrest type team with a lot of talent and a lot of kind of growing up to do just in terms of consistency but they show you they have the heart and they have the talent and like i said earlier you you two know, out of three yeah, ain't bad I
1: thought, one of their negatives is they're, they're like a group of gamblers right yes. when it comes to those three pointers they're just like man they're, they're gonna go in i know the next one's going in. every single one of them just have that you right. love that, you love the confidence, and then, and then we're all going to get on a roll, and that's exciting basketball to watch when they're falling, right? right. And then, but then when they're not, it's like the rest of us is like, guys, stop taking threes. But that's just that's who they are, man. Okay. They, yeah, and, and that's something that they can fix and get better threes, you know. But the NBA, you know, you hear Charles Barkley, and, and I agree with them that it's ugly basketball. But but when they're missing. But at the same time, man, that's where the NBA is headed. So, so these guys are just going to learn to do it better,
0: right? And they say it's a make or miss league, and the night you miss, you don't win. So, you know, but I just if they can get a plan B for getting down in the paint and just making, you know, getting the line like the Heat do, then you can win ugly too. And if you can win ugly, you can get out of you can get out of that series and probably get out of it in six. You know, so they just got to work on winning ugly and being willing to do it. To your point, versus being uber confident that eventually these threes are going to go in because sometimes they don't, you know, and you just got to have a plan B. Um, All right, stick around for a second, Marky. I'm going to stop the pod. I'm going to grab our buddy Charlotte, and we're going to catch up offline with some more dope ideas and pop Catch designs. And like I said at the beginning of the show, everybody, before Marky got on, always free shipping. So you're not paying for shipping and always high-quality, soft T-shirts. So you're not paying for junk. And apparently there's going to be a, a, a Yokich shirt, Monstars themed, probably in time for the end of the NBA Finals. So, I mean, go to Pop Sketch Designs on Instagram, go to the Etsy store. You guys know the address by now. Etsy.com slash shop slash Pop Sketch Designs. Because, Marky, it's free shipping. Is, am I right?
1: Free shipping all day, every day, twice
0: a I mean, if you're listening days. to this podcast, you hate to pay for shipping. I know it. Because guess what? Everybody hates paper me. You're never going to do that with Pop's Catch Designs. So get yourself some gear, for the love of God. All right, Marky, stick around for a second. Everybody else, thanks for listening. Go to Pop's Catch Designs. Celts, thanks for showing some heart at the end. And uh, hopefully next year is our year, baby. Thanks, Marky.
1: Thanks.